Hey folks, this is Dicing with Design. Welcome to episode 2, this is Colin here, and uh, this week we've got a, a bit of a live show for you. Uh, Grant and I met up uh, last week to play a few games, drink a few beers, uh, so we thought we'd uh, just record a wee chat around uh, what we've been playing and what we've been up to recently. So hope you find it enjoyable, uh, it's a little bit around um, Small World in particular, and uh, a little bit around uh, Grant's Gaming Club and a few other things we've been up to as well. Uh, just a quick apology, uh, we were a little bit inebriated by this point, so uh, sorry about the general giggling, and especially about the cardboard fetishing. I've no idea why, but we seem to be particularly into the thickness of Small World's cardboard. So sorry about that, but anyway, enjoy the show, and um, we'd love to hear some feedback, so let us know what you think. Cheers. Welcome to Dis- <laughs> Disney Design. Welcome You're to looking a bit dizzy. Dicing with Design. <laughs> uh, the second episode of this podcast. Uh, it's a live episode as well because Grant and I are sitting here uh, actually in the same room. And we just played a great game of uh, Small World, so I uh, thought we'd have a wee chat about it. Yeah, we're backed by popular demand. By the. What, what, who exactly? Uh, somebody liked my post on Facebook saying that we'd actually put a podcast. <laughs> so I that? presume that means they put it out and they listen to it. Was that your grand? <laughs> it's the guy who's in charge of the uh, Central Belt Pickup Gamers. So big shout out to all the Central Belt Pugs. <laughs> As they call themselves. Who, who are the Central Belt Pickup Gamers? Uh, there are people in the Central Belt of Scotland who want to play pickup games. Is that all? They, they got quite a good little. Uh, it's, it's a good posting area for folks who want to uh, who want to pick up a game somewhere in uh, in, in Central Scotland. Oh, so, is that just is it only war games or is it no also all sorts of hobby games. Alright, cool. Yeah. Have you actually played with them? Or do you know them? No, I think... Actually, I think my brother might be playing with a couple of them. Uh, certainly, there's there's names I recognise from there. Um, Neil, Neil, Neil's got a game of Risk going on. Uh, or the, the, the brand new uh, the brand new Risk that's sort of from a couple of years ago. What's the brand new Risk? Um, Risk Legacy. The board actually changes you play. You play a campaign of Risk games... Um, but each time you do, you put stickers, you open like secret envelopes and put stickers on the board that actually completely change the board forever. And basically it's spent after like, I think it was like 15 games or something. Something really? like that. Yeah. It's like, and becomes, but then how long, how, how often really are you actually going to play any box game? Well, that's quite cool. I've never seen a board game that has continuity. Yeah, well, a campaign board game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thinking back, I have to think of some examples uh, from back in the day. There's Hero Quest and uh, actually not so much Space Crusades because that started that they kind of started anew each time. Does Blood Bowl count as a board game? Yes, mm-hmm. a miniature board game, absolutely. Do we have a topic? <laughs> we're talking about small world. We're talking about small world. But first, we're talking about the fact that we're uh, drinking beer. What are you drinking? I am. I think I'm. A, I'm drinking a an IPA uh, from the traditional Ben Lomond, wasn't it? 
Ben Nevis. Ben Nevis. Traditional, ben Nevis traditional ales of Scotland. <laughs> traditional labels, suddenly with lots of punk stuff on them. I can't yeah. think can't think why anyone in Scotland would. Yeah, what brewery is that again? Uh, it's the traditional Scottish ales TSA. Oh, that's what it's called, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the A is now an anarchy sign. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just off uh, an unknown beer, which tasted a bit like. Well, more like port than beer, uh, which was contributed by Craftcentric. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, which it, yeah, I, I say that as if it's some kind of official thing. Rather than Link, links in links in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what were before that? Nothing fancy, was it? Oh yeah, no, Boston Milk Stout. Boston Milk Stout. Got to, got to excellent. Boston Beer Factory Milk Stout. Very good. <laughs> Anyway. Bristol. Oh yeah, no Boston Beer Factory. Bristol Beer Factory. I always do that. I always. I actually have done that a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make it sound more exotic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're we're definitely we're over in America just now, evading mm. Hurricane Sandy. Yep, that's our current activity. So, uh, <laughs> so what is uh, Small World? Small World is a game that I like because it's quick. Was it quick when we just played it? Well, it didn't have to. We stopped to talk and what <laughs> about role-playing publishers. But uh, <laughs> I thought that wasn't too bad. We, we were we were messing around a lot. Yeah, the it's actual still... time the actual time I spent to play what was it good. It's like oh, actually, yeah, that took like an hour and a half. Yeah, but that's because we stopped playing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. We're certainly following on from our previous topic when we were talking about uh, time in games, mm-hmm. this is one of the things this is one of the games that we really like there's certainly a lot of thought goes into a lot of strategy, but um, it's, 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 it's done there are, there are ten turns, they get played out, there's only so much you can do yeah. in a turn, yeah. and it finishes off nicely. So what's the, what's the design in Small World then that makes it good? Um, can we assume people know what Small World is? No, probably not. Tell us about it. No, I don't know. It, there's a lot. There's a lot of sources. There's a lot of <laughs> high quality sources of information. Like that to be perfect. Look honest. up. Uh, look up. Uh, what's his chops? The, fir- the first episode of, of uh, Tabletop on the yeah. uh, YouTube Geek and Sundry channel has a really, really good um, uh, playthrough of, of the game. On that. Does he? I watched that episode. Does he always have like um, graphic assisted explanations yeah. for every single game? Yeah. Um, the first the, that episode wasn't as good as the later episodes. It seemed to have uh, honed it over the first few episodes. Uh, but yeah, they do, and and that does make a difference with with with, with most of them. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to explain how a game works, isn't it? But like that. Yeah, they just had silly sometimes, yeah, because your graphics and all that kind of stuff explain. Yeah, because well. you know, whereas sitting at the table here, I would be pushing things back and <laughs> back and forth, say that goes there, that goes there, and pointing. Well, that's just the graphical sort of yeah. equivalent is big arrows and, and things popping yeah. back and forward in an animation. But no, you're right. We can't assume that everyone knows what Small World is. So Small World is a game by uh, Days of Wonder, isn't it? Days of Wonder, um, yeah. and it's. Uh, it's kind of a kind of comic fantasy game. Yeah, definitely. The humour runs right through yeah. all the artwork, and yeah, that's exactly. one of the things that makes you really want to play. Yeah, because it's just quite cool. It's just really sort of appealing looking, isn't it? It's really cool looking. Um, and a lot of the games we were talking earlier about the fact that a lot of games of wonder 
uh, Days of Wonder, sorry, games look um, like they were designed in basically 1910. Mm-hmm. Part of a Eurogame kind of theme, really, and that things look, you know, the... Like ancient. Well, just <laughs> cheap. <laughs> well, cheap. Yeah. Say Carcassonne, as much as we like it, it's just a bit naff looking. Well, yeah. But then I, I like the fact it's chunky. Well, that, you see, that's one thing about this, the cardboard. Mm. All the chunky cardboard. You pull ga- you pull. Um, I mean, small well, word out of the box. You, can, you might be able to hear me stacking up the pieces at the end of the game. Listen, right, put the mic right up to that. Listen, this is, this is high quality hard c- cardboard hitting the table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throwing that throwing that down in a region to 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 say I've taken that. Yeah, yeah. that's what we want. Yeah, so it's kind of a, it's a, ostensibly a board game. You've got a, a board um, which changes depending on the number of players. You have you you get two two sided boards of the game, mm-hmm. so you can play uh, two, three, four, five players. Yep, and the board changes depending on how many players you've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else you get? You've got how many races is it? Is it like fourteen or so? Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. Around thirteen. Thirteen races, I think it is. Uh, stuff like halflings, trolls, wizards, ghouls, ratmen, uh, and a whole bunch of other ones. The the staples, dwarfs, things like that. Uh, but the kind of the the replayability, I guess, comes in the fact that they're always combined with a power. So each race gets a power. Um, so right in front of us just now, we've got Alchemist, Commando, Swamp, Mounted, and Seafaring. And they're combined with the races. So you've got Alchemist Wizards just now, Commando Trolls, Swamp Halflings, Mounted Ghouls. And that changes every time because each power comes out separately from the race. And it's uh, combined with them when it comes out that probably doesn't explain it very well but it's kind of hard no, I think that's pretty much it yeah. um, the fact is you've got two different stacks <coughs> yeah. of cards yeah. Um, yeah. and you're never going to get the same combination never going to get the same combination of uh, power and race and though each race has its own ability in, in a or the same number Say multiple combinations well, in, you, in each turn. You say never ran, but you're a you're a mathematician. It's got to be like one in uh, fifty thousand or something. Like that. I'll come out the same. But yeah, anyway. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. It, it's very it's, it changes every single time. You get different stuff. But then for some reason we've had bivouacking orcs for about the last three games. Oh, clusters, and statistically, clusters <laughs> will always will always occur. Uh, being a mathematician, uh, uh, a non-self-proclaimed one, <laughs> clusters well, always occur. The right. thing is, it's not, it's not so much about... I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop there. We, we, might, we might come back to that in a future episode. I think, given our given our target audience, we probably have quite a lot of mathematicians and statisticians in our uh, listening. So, what? you told me there wouldn't be geeks listening to this. No, it's only cool people. Yeah, only awesome. Folk. Yeah, only the awesome. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Anyway, uh, right. <laughs> so, uh, small world. Also, what else do you have? Oh, yeah. The way it works, the kind of the game structure is that. You've got your race, um, you've got a board which has lots of, uh, squ- well not squares, but spaces on it, which is a, a landscape, and regions. the object, yeah, regions, and the object is for your race to take over as much as the board as you can. 
and it takes a certain amount of tokens to conquer each region. Um, and basically you add up your points at the end of each turn based on how many regions you own and whatever bonuses are offered by your power. So for example, you can be swamp halflings and if you're holding a swamp, you get an extra point for having that swamp. Is that about it? It's really about it. I mean, there's a risk with this game of over-explaining it because it's very simple. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, is, it, is it as complicated as risk? <laughs> it's... Um, it's easier because you don't have the dice nonsense. Yeah, I mean it's not. It's it could be simpler. It's better, and it's got better. I don't know. Better. Actually, I've not played Risk since I was twelve, so <laughs> I might actually. Tons since I was twelve. <laughs> no, no. Wait a minute. I played you at Transformers Risk a few years back, and I actually think this is an easier game, but it's better as well. It's got. It's, uh, it's supposedly for ages eight and up. I don't know about that. I don't know if I'll be playing. Uh, I've got a niece who's seven and a half. I don't know if I'll be playing this with her in six months. But, but why? What's what's the what's the complicating factor? You have to count. It takes a certain number of uh, tokens in your hand. It tells you on the on the banners on the on the on the. Yeah, but I mean that's easy enough to to explain to anyone, like a six-year-old. Even you say. Right, okay, you've got five for your trolls, you've got four for your commando, there you go. You've got nine trolls. Go for your life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but then you have to count up the count up what's on the board. I think you could play... That's the thing. There's a difference between being able to play it knowing the rules and to confidently actually be able to enact a strategy. And I wonder, for an eight-year-old, an eight-year-old could play another eight-year-old in, on an eleven-level playing field. It's just I, if I if I played this with my eight-year-old niece next year, then I would probably just completely beat her every single time. <laughs> uh, but then that's that, it, yeah. But I mean, that's like just you being more developed than an eight-year-old. Surely, that's is that true with the game's that, design? Well, actually, I'll go go off topic. There are these Lego games that you might. Want yeah, to talk yeah, about later. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Lego games are that I've played are quite good. These small Lego games. I almost bought one at the weekend, not for us to play with Alistair even, but just to actually play because I thought it looked cool. Uh, yeah, there's the one the the one that, that leapt out at me. Should we? Are we going way off topic here? We want, we want, yeah. we want a short a short bit. Right. Let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's talk about this, <laughs> and then do a second the second bit on on the Lego games. Okay. Uh, <laughs> There's a rare bit of um, of uh, focus focus from, uh, <laughs> from Mr. Grant, which uh, for anyone listening, you'll learn that that's quite unlikely, uncharacteristic. Okay. Analysis <laughs> of analysis, like Mr. AP. Uh, yeah, so um, I don't know. If, I really don't want to say too much about this game because it is yeah, no, nice right. and simple. <clears throat> yeah. You have you, there's very little dice rolling. Yeah. Uh, the, the, what there is isn't. It's just kind of a little fix on the end to make sure you don't have any race tokens mm-hmm. that you've not used. You use two. It's two token. Two out of your ten-ish tokens to take a region. One each for each token that's on it, and there's there's nothing else other than that. Yeah, yeah. Any any bit of cardboard that's on that's on each region means you have to use one more thing to take it. Yeah. It's it's very elegant. It looks beautiful. The components. Are brilliant. There's no there's no plastic components. It's all cardboard, but high quality cardstock, really high quality cardstock. Um, 
most of it will take a will take a pint of Copperberg with very, with very little with very little damage. Um, <laughs> okay, so as we found, as we found out when so, I when I had an accident in the yeah. pub, playing this, uh, a little bit of PVA sorts it right out. Uh, the you, it comes the box the box control. When I first opened this up and saw all the tiny little bits that I had to punch out of the um, uh, this technical term for it, the the the, bit, the big bits, the the cardboard sprues, basically, I thought, oh, I'm gonna have to get some boxes, gonna have to get some baggies and divide it all up, and I kept on going through layer and layer of 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 cardboard sprue punching it all out, and then when I picked up the last piece. I saw at the bottom of it all these little com- components and a tray for all the to- the race tokens to go into and get divided up into, and it's just it's beautiful. You you just put it in there and you you pick it out. You basically now now when I open the box, it's all it's all laid out. You don't have to sort through anything, um, and it's there ready to play. And it's it's one of the reasons why you play it so much is mm-hmm. because it, yeah. you, you just pick it up. You pick out the board for however many players there are. You you take take the tokens out of the box um, or just keep them in if space limited and you just play yeah so design wise it's just freaking easy yeah the 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 physical components including box control which many games are, are sadly lacking there's a box <laughs> and everything's tipped into it yeah um, like what Dwarf King's Hold sitting yeah. right here. The fact is, you can't, you can't hold, you can't lift this. For one thing, you can't lift the box with one hand because yeah. the opposite, it's not a big box because it bends. <laughs> yeah, it's about, it's about a foot long. Yeah. If you held it at the end, the other, the other end will, the other end of the box will bend down and things will drop out of it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. The box doesn't really fit together. Yeah. yeah. Um, if anyone's interested in seeing this, like just drop us a Twitter or something because you can send a picture. And it's just ridiculous how rubbish that box is. And how ridiculously full of sprues and stuff. Yeah, anyway. Well, yeah, I've yeah. not punched out yet. The, the card isn't actually that bad inside. The components of Dwarf King sold aren't actually that bad, but the box is... But there's a significant difference here. Like, that's... I mean, that, okay, you, you yeah. think initially that's thick cardboard, but it's not at all. Okay, yeah, we're, we've just dragged out an example sprue from Dwarf King sold. Look at this. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. Okay. And listen, sorry. Listen. Listen to this sprue. Listen to this cardboard sprue and see how it sounds. No, I'm so very very thick. <laughs> I am so very very thick. You see? <laughs> Documentary it. evidence. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we might the, have, uh, we might have just gone beyond the pale. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the uh, anyway, <laughs> the small world one is literally about twice as thick. This is a ridiculous no, thing to be. It isn't. This no, but it, but that's part of what makes it nice yeah. to play something. Yeah. It's actually less than. No, it is actually look, the actual difference yeah. is actually less than a millimeter. Yeah. Uh, feel feel that. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I, this is. I can't believe we're talking about this. this. Is a ridiculous thing to be talking no, about. But it it actually, it does no. make a difference, doesn't it? No. It's like yeah. Um, it's the quality as well. Yeah. Um, it's the quality of the stock. Yeah. It's like when you've got, you know, the like the game boards we play on. When you've got, um, you go to B and Q and you buy a two by four, which is I don't know six millimeters thick yeah, or whatever. Like I and did. You, yeah, yeah. And then you go and buy one which is eight millimeters thick, and actually, 
Yeah, the six just breaks and the eight, even though it's only two mils, it's. It doesn't break, it's, just, it's wobbly and it's just yeah. that little extra bit. It's a false economy. Uh, yeah. Uh, right. Definitely. So, so yeah. that's components. Uh, <laughs> talk about the design of it. <coughs> and that is Small World and why it's better than other games. <laughs> is that it? Done. <laughs> what about the, um, the fact that... See, the one thing that I'm not sure about Small World is the hiding of points. Um, what do you mean? Well, well, oh yeah, sorry, we should explain. The the small world, uh, you go along, uh, like we said earlier, you get points as you go, and basically the winner is the one with the most points, but you take point tokens as you win them, and you place them face down in front of you, so that basically you don't know who's winning. You've no idea who's winning. You've got a pile of tokens in front of you, they could have any numbers on them, and when you finish the game, you add them up. So it's a complete mis. Well, it's not a complete mystery because you can kind of, you can get a vague idea, can't you? Of you do, do you think D's not counting them up? Well, I actually tried in that game just that we just played. I actually tried for the first four or five turns. I was I had a yeah. I was four ahead, or you were three ahead. Yeah. But I lost track. So yeah. <laughs> you can it's if you're good at counting. Yeah. If you're really good at counting, then you can do it. Yeah. Um, last last time I played Dave, which is his first game, he's sitting there going, "Yeah, I knew who was ahead." Because if, <laughs> if you can hold four numbers in your head, yeah, yeah, which yeah, it doesn't you, sound like much, but when you actually try to do it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and well, it's, over, it's over an hour and a half as well. So yeah, well, uh, you know, I wouldn't last an hour. Um, that's another thing. The game scales. We talk about different boards. The, the, the boards each have a turn counter on them. Uh, this this one, we're looking at the two player boards. We played two player goes up to ten. If you look at the three and four player, it goes up to eight. So it's just a simple, simple little things to to scale things. Do you know what? I had no idea. I didn't realise that. Yeah, you not played. You not played a big sure. game that yeah. big. Yeah, no, that goes up to. There's the five player game. It mm. goes up to eight. Yeah, cool. So. Yeah, you feel looked after. You do feel looked after in this game as if every option is really sticky. We should probably explain this. We were we were over visiting uh, a friend, Matt, uh, about two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. And uh, we were in the pub, playing Small World, and Grant got a little excited. And, uh, no, I just, it was, I just... I just... I just... I was just being myself. <laughs> and spilled a whole uh, pint of Copperberg over his uh, over his version of Small World. Mm. <laughs> Basically, thick cardboard is great until you get it wet, and then suddenly the shiny bits, i.e. the pictures and the numbers and all that kind of stuff, just fall off. Delaminate. <laughs> yeah. Delaminate. But anyway, uh, I, no, do, like, do you think that's a good thing, hiding the numbers? Yeah, I, I'd be tempted to actually just... Show it, because I like I like Wait, knowing whether I'm winning or not. I think you would need a dial then. You need a fancy flight style dial. Well, fair enough, but I mean, um, any way to track who's winning? Do you know? See, I I, I like the competitive edge. Yeah, I like when you're going along. You're playing. You're in turn eight, mm-hmm. two from the end, and you know that you're ten points behind. So you do some kind of tactic that you think is risky, but might get you more points. As opposed to turn eight, as it is just now, and you've no idea if you're winning or not, so you basically you don't change your strategy whatsoever. I just haul ass and do something that feels right. <laughs> That's it's it's down yeah it's down the feeling of the game and how you, how you would um, 
what sort of game you want to play, I guess. If you want to, if you want to get go just on a gut feeling, which is a nice thing to do, um, then you, yeah, then you keep their point secret. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to have me sitting across the table from you, going, um, uh, hmm, hmm. <laughs> I know I can uh, do that, but but oh, but then uh, ooh, mm, right, and adding up the optimum move. We talked about the optimum move in the last podcast. The optimum move comes when there's no no pressure of time, um, and perhaps it also comes from knowing the exact number of points that are, that are on the board. Um, do you think? Do you honestly think that this like that game we played just then would would your I don't know. Did you did you underthink things? Yeah. Because of yeah, I did yeah. Because uh, and, and I think I found it more fun because I was just going what felt I was I was going only got a lot of time. Got but a feeling. Got, got a feeling of what whether you were winning or losing. Yeah. So you were guessing whether you were ahead or behind. In the end, I thought I was ahead. It turns out I was wrong. <laughs> the thing is, because I knew I didn't know. I yeah, because there are known unknowns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to quote so a, great, a great man that brought uh, <laughs> not uh, uh, Jamie Dick Jamie yeah <laughs> so okay right so you thought you were ahead on the last turn yes how, how did that change your how you played that last turn um I kind of just kept my elves on and elves don't die usually when you take a territory that your opponent has tokens in uh, he's got some of his race on. Then one of them, you, all of them go into hand except for one. One of those tokens dies. The elves don't die. Uh, my strategy was in the middle of the game. I got, got to turn five out of ten. I took the elves because I knew I didn't have to go into decline. You do have to ditch your races after a while because they either get stretched across the board or just too many of them die. Um, if the elves don't die, then you never have to. It, take that whole turn of putting them in decline where they kind of just what would you say go to sleep and and uh, stay where they are yeah. and take your next race um, you, you don't get to take the race until the turn following that so it slows your game down to go into decline and pick a new race for, to follow you well yeah you miss it you basically miss a turn don't you kind of yeah yeah um, but the L's never you never have to do about the L's because they don't they might overstretch themselves, but if they're overstretched, if they're stretched out far, what that means is that you have like eleven elf tokens strewn across the whole board. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And whenever somebody takes them over, you will, you just get to use them again yeah, next yeah. turn. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but right, well, we're talking about uh, your last turn. You thought you were ahead mm-hmm. again. What, what would you have done different if you thought you were behind? Probably not much. I guess it's kind of set, yeah. But I would have taken a darn long sight longer <laughs> deciding to do really? exactly the same thing because I would have been looking for the optimum yeah. analysis okay, but, paralysis. <clears throat> but then if you thought you were behind again, but you didn't but you didn't know because you couldn't see your tokens obviously, would that have resulted in the same thing? Or because you didn't know, would you have not spent as long because you're like, well I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It does change the. It does the the secret points does change the. Um, 
atmosphere of the game. I, I think for the best. Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, we can try it the other way. Yeah, yeah we can do. We we'll could just do. put our yeah. put our mobile phones out or we'll put percentile dice out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's worth trying, actually, isn't it? We experiment, see how, see if it changes it much. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Grind down a bit of paper. Yeah. Anyway, we're both out of beer, so we're going to take a little beer break, uh, go and get some more drinks, and we'll uh, join you back in a second. Refreshed with drinks and uh, beers and whatnot. Oh, tea for me. Oh, tea. It's getting, now... it's getting to my senior years now at 33. <laughs> You've got to have a tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not much better. I'm currently holding a, a can of Copenberg mm. encased within a bright pink cooler. You didn't have to write the bright pink bit. <laughs> I, I do have an urge your chaser, but there you go. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> okay, we just we just realised that uh, we totally missed out the kind of introductory bits. So uh, we're going to go through the uh, what we've been up to, the gaming update now. Uh, so Grant, yeah, what have you been up to in the last couple of weeks? Um, yeah, it's been it has been a couple of weeks since the last podcast. We are um, went back to Knights of Trinity. Okay, right. So what year you've been playing Call of Cthulhu? Uh, yes. Uh, Lot, rules that rules that come out off of the eighties, uh, I believe, when they were first um, uh, put about, undergot. There was a D twenty version in between, but uh, I think everything had a D twenty version when when they put that out to open license for Dungeons and Dragons third edition. But third edition, third edition, yes. Uh, but uh, these are the original rules. And yeah, it's a blast. It's it's more an investigation than a role playing uh, game. But um, what do you mean? I, I see. I've never understood this Cthulhu thing. I, yeah. I've never played it. I've never read it. I've never done anything with Cthulhu. I think it's probably a topic in itself. To be honest, uh, basically, it's quick summary. Is it a crazy big monster that you just can't kill? Yes. <laughs> that, that, that is the quick. That is the quick my, summary. That is my one impression of Cthulhu. <laughs> it, 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 you're basically always dealing with an enemy that really you can barely comprehend anything about it. It's so beyond our ken. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, well maybe we'll talk about that some other time. Then I guess. <laughs> um, so all you can really deal with is. Usually, all you can really deal with are the cultists who are trying, the cultists who are trying to bring such a being, uh, one of the one of the uh, elder gods or the greater beings, back to Earth, and deal with the cultists who are trying to do that because they're mortal as well. What are the the cultists of Cthulhu? Yeah, Cthulhu is one of the one of the enemies you might face, but there are others. There are others. Yeah. Um, does it? Do you think that makes me a bit of a, a weirdo in the game, the geek realms? The fact that I don't know anything about Cthulhu it seems to be like a massive. No, there are lots of people. Who, <laughs> lots of people who don't. I, I hear advice being given out on other gaming podcasts, and someone says, "Oh, you don't know Cthulhu? Uh, read it." But <laughs> but but they're not entirely surprised that people don't know. I mean, it's a long time ago that this stuff was written. Which it was one do you like think the about? Early nineteen hundreds. Um, I think uh, 
uh, Dave on Garage Hammer has been telling people to read Cthulhu. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> but I think he might have only re- he might have only recently come across it himself. Really? And he is an English teacher. Yeah, he's an English teacher. Is so, it? Yeah. Is it he should be well, well, well versed on. Uh, <laughs> so be very. So he well. should be yeah, well placed to judge Cthulhu in a critical manner. Oh, it's proper literature. Uh, it's really? In that it's quite old and. Who's it written by? Uh, an old, uh, an old dead white man. So uh, that, that <laughs> makes that makes the literature. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, the the game is uh, us trying to stop a. The game is us trying to stop a meteor containing, a, which is a demon, uh, or a comet which is a demon from from reaching Earth. Uh, we don't know how we're going to do it yet. It's probably going to involve some sort of spell, and at least. Two out of the four of us are going to go completely mental by the end of it. <laughs> I've already gone slightly mental from talking to a god in the dream world. <laughs> and despite Spanish being my first language, I forgot how to speak Spanish. There's <laughs> the kind of crazy stuff that can happen to you in this. Um, Steve, who's GM, GM, he's doing a great job. And... Uh, um, He's, he's allowed us a lot of free reign to role-play. Really? And actually, yeah, turn it, it's now a role-playing game. We're quite comfortable with what our, who our characters are. Yeah. Um, How uh, many sessions you played? Um, well, great thing about, about what we do in Knights of Trinity is we have uh, several... Uh, blocks in a year. Well, we have we have different lengths of blocks. We have some eight week blocks and some six week blocks. In the six week blocks this year, it alternates. Um, we've been, we, the six week blocks we've been playing campaigns, mm-hmm. um, uh, and eight week blocks are for one off one off short games where where you can you know spend a couple of um, sessions uh, setting up your characters and stuff. Um, and then before getting set into it, and the shorter sessions are for the shorter blocks, the six weeks, are for where you really, most people have their characters and you just uh, get fired in. Right. Like fired in back into it. Uh, and uh, I, I've changed that, that, that on my phone so it doesn't do that anymore. It is extra embarrassing when it goes off in class. Um... <laughs> But yeah, having having good fun with that, uh, putting role playing into it, which isn't always easy to do with with Call of Cthulhu. Like I said, you're kind of driven by the investigation, uh, which is good. You're trying to find all these clues, piece them together, and find out. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, you look through ancient texts and See, trying got... trying not to summon demons while you're while you're taking notes. Yeah, we've got a whole bunch of questions about it, but I'm, yeah, yeah, should probably save it. Yeah, yeah. So this, this yeah. is our this is our update. Um, the yeah. next bit is uh, what else do we do? Um, I've been playing XCOM, which is basically a miniatures game on the computer. <laughs> I could literally, we could literally get a grid out and some 28 mil uh, yeah. um, XCOM miniatures. XCOM, new PC game. Is it only on the PC? No, it's on Xbox as well. Though I couldn't okay. imagine dragging a cursor around a Wait, screen no, using using an Xbox controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, I mean, it's a percentile system uh, miniatures game mm-hmm. uh, on the computer. Um, you're sneaking around a, a map uh, with fewer guys this, the, than the original, uh, uh, doing research in between, um, building, uh, basically taking taking the aliens' technologies. Yeah. Earth is under siege. 
you've, you're leading some commandos to stop them. Yeah. Um, the original XCOM that we had a good hour conversation earlier about reminiscing nostalgia. Yeah. I just remember the <laughs> we were talking about the uh, the rocket. What was it? No, I don't even remember what it was called. Obliterator. Obliterator. I don't know, I can't like remember that, yeah. at all. But the first time that you get to enter the spaceship by not the front door. When you get to blow a door in the uh, in the side of a spaceship and actually go in your own way, that was good. which you can't put, which you can't do by any Earth-based explosives. No, no. Yeah. It's all the alien research. <laughs> yeah, so they're invading. You're you're researching to so the stuff you get off them when you kill them. Yeah. Uh, or you 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 might have your entire squad wiped out. It's turn-based uh, squad squad strategy combat, yeah. squad combat strategy brilliant and yeah. I'm really enjoying this one I spent absolutely ages playing it and this yeah, yeah. is the first time I've done that with a computer game for nice. for, for ages yeah. and what else have I been playing Eternal Contenders <laughs> by the by the yeah, like it, even though Joe's not here by the absent Prince of Darkness <laughs> himself uh, who will be turning up to play a game tomorrow more about that later <laughs> um yes um, yeah, the kids at school and uh, my, my gaming gaming club that I'm running, we're 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 getting into that. One of the one of one of the, there's three guys that are playing in that game. Uh, I'm kind of facilitating. I don't really want to get in the way and boss the entire game. Uh, just let them tell their story mm-hmm. uh, without getting in the way too much. Yeah. And yeah, they're, they're, um, we are have they... a steam we have a steampunk uh, cyborg. Uh, who um, is trying to become the great general once again, having right. fallen out of favour yeah. uh, because of his injuries? But he's been rebuilt. Uh, he's got a, a, a cool boiler on What's his back. Uh, Dirk. I can't remember his second name. It doesn't sound like it's going to be a pun. Surely every contender's character has to have a pun in a name. That's just you. <laughs> Balls Buzz Aldian. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, that's a good character. <laughs> uh, and another one was uh, a necromancer who's the son of death and uh, is trying. Uh, yeah, there was some. Cross. Um, they, they were. They were. Influencing each other, there's someone who wants to be general of the Death Army again, uh, having fallen <laughs> out of favour. And then there is an elf, uh, an elf assassin who is hoping that uh, uh, his friend, who's been uh, cursed to be turned transformed into an eagle, uh, will be. He can, he's hoping to remove his curse before he fall, falls into. Uh, uh, a bestial state and becomes an eagle forever. <laughs> right. Yeah, and so we've had uh, so far we've had a uh, conflict in the in the alleyway, it be a brawl scene between the the cyborg and the and the and the elf assassin uh-huh. and the necromancer uh, death knight oh. has uh, challenged the uh, has challenged the cyborg the steampunk <laughs> cyborg to a duel in the in the grueling uh, swamp arena. Where the where they they run out of stamina very fast. Um, <laughs> um, no, that's in the rules. Is is the type of arena and uh, so right, it's, like, yeah. it's in the swamp in the and and this yeah the 
one of the guys just came out with this is like decided that in in the war that is is just being won by the good side the this the sea that used to surround the city has been drained away by the evil forces and it's now a swamp oh, and really? the, yeah the arena was the arena is basically the the fighting area is the swamp and the seating area is a uh, the the stand is basically made out of a ruined ship, <laughs> where where hobgoblins are, are are making bets on the combatants. <laughs> really cool. Uh, so we're halfway through the combat before we had to stop last night at school. Uh, that's cool. That is that my gaming? I think that's my gaming. Uh, besides playing Dwarf King's Hold and um, Small World tonight. Cool. Yeah. How about yourself? Have you been playing any games? Uh, I what have I been doing? <clears throat> I've not played a whole lot of games, but we've been we've been discussing, uh, well, you know, you, me, and a few other friends. We've been talking about trying to set up a new uh, regular gaming session, just because, I don't know, the last wee while I've been kind of off my computer games, but, uh, what was it, Dylan yeah. suggested playing a regular game, try to get a once a month online session. Uh, just for everyone listening, we are a bit we're a bit geographically um, separated these days. Mm. We've got around our uh, friendship group is scarred across <coughs> every bit of Scotland. <laughs> We've got an Inverness, an Aberdeen, uh, a Dunfermline, an Edinburgh, Glasgow. Yeah, that, yeah. that covers the whole lot. So yeah, basically we've been trying to look for um, we've been trying to find a game that would um, allow us all to play together and still have a chat at the same time. Uh, and uh, yeah, have a bit of fun at the time. So uh, we used to we used to be big fans of Dawns of War. Dawns Dawn, of War. Dawn, <laughs> Dawn of War. There's many dawns. It dawns every day. So yeah, you know, war keeps going. But uh, yeah, no, Dawn Dawn of War, really good game, brilliant. Yeah. Based based on the uh, on Warhammer 40k, of course, and the real time strategy version yeah. of it. Yeah. Mm. We're also we're also looking at well. I know there's a multiplayer mode on XCOM, but yeah, yeah. I want to get to all those all those units and aliens yeah, yeah. Um, on the one player mode before I start on that. because yeah. uh, I, I like I like to be surprised. Yeah, I can't spoil it. And uh, as well, Dylan found <coughs> found out that Dungeons and Dragons MMORPG, whatever it's called, uh, is free to play as well. More big. It's free to play as well, so we thought we might experiment with that. There was there was a vague call for World of Warcraft at the very start, but I think that was a joke. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I do. We can start beating up ident- <laughs> identical pigs in the forest before we get to a slightly different coloured type of pig. Yes, and then a slightly different coloured type of boar, and then mm. yeah, add infinitum. Uh, but yeah, we did, we decided against World of Warcraft. Dylan and I have been addicted to that in the past, and uh, there's no need for that again. Uh, so yeah, I maybe try uh, what do you call it, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, see how it is. Uh, I'm 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 <clears throat> very tempted to get in on uh, Elite, which is coming up soon. But well, actually, yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was MMO. That's in a Kickstarter yeah, now. Yeah, but that'll be. Yeah, that's sorry. Yeah, that's a Kickstarter that's just come out. David Braben, obviously the the new elite. Um, so that, but then I think that's probably going to be six months or so away. So that's yeah. probably no good for us just now. But I'm being I'm being software. It could be longer than that. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. being a software <laughs> Kickstarter might never happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, so basically, well, if anyone has any tips out there. Yeah, I was was just going to say, if anyone has any uh, advice for online games, uh, or even games that would be really good on... I don't know if Dylan's too much into his uh, analogue role-playing online. Well, Uh, basically, it has to be something we can play from a distance, all of us in different locations, and be able to actually... Put it together, and I suppose we played we played a game of um, Hell for Leather. Hell for Leather, yes, Super Hero <coughs> Hell for Leather, uh, and that yeah. was we played that over Google Plus. Uh, there's obviously this sort of huge. There's a big gaming community in Google Plus now, um, so there's a lot of people playing stuff on there. But I, I quite fancy a computer game. I'm just having some gaming cravings. So okay, but yeah, no, that's about that's about it for me. Right. So, shall we move on? Move on to tomorrow's action. Tomorrow, the, the <laughs> big, that, the big one. Was that a link? Just in case we actually managed to record something tomorrow while we're reeking during the day. I think it'll be when they're ex- especially reeking at night <laughs> after much battle port has been imbibed. <laughs> well, just in case we don't manage it, <laughs> we'll add. A, we'll add. A, thanks very much for listening. And again, uh, oh, we, you know, we didn't introduce ourselves even in this episode. Uh, I think we have we have the magic of time warp uh, and and audacity to <laughs> to work to work. That, but that takes that takes work. That takes time. That takes I, I've effort. Been, I've been playing with it. I'll, I'll help you out with that. I've been I've been fiddling about with that. I, I think I can work it. But anyway, just um, in case, just in case we can't, we are. Who are you? I am Grant Sensei, and you'll find me at Grant Sensei on Twitter. <laughs> And I'm uh, Colin, Colin Gray, and you'll find me at GamerColin on Twitter as well. So yeah, drop us a line, it'd be awesome to hear from you. At the very least, slag us off for wasting this much of your time. We just want to know people are listening. (laughs) (laughs) Please. (laughs) Yeah, we're making the effort to uh, to record something, so it'd be awesome to know if, uh, yeah. If even anyone's even slightly interested, so yeah, yeah just t- tell us where we're going wrong so we can prove it, or just or just stop. Yes, that's exactly just yeah. Tell, <laughs> us to, tell us to stop. It, it, it takes it takes a little bit of time to press record on these buttons, and then uh, uh, actually, Colin spent quite a lot of time editing. Just just yeah. just tell us your opinions. Yeah, we'd yeah. love to hear. So one word response: stop or keep going. Well, no, two two word, two word responses Shit. and a lot with lots of asterisks. <laughs> <laughs> whatever we can we can take it it's not the first time uh, but no but yeah any constructive uh, feedback yeah. uh, or, or otherwise and especially on subjects for the future as well if you're into games design if you're a games designer yourself or games master or anyone that does anything basically you know, yeah. customising games working mm-hmm. with games whatever yeah so if you point where stop. you're you're sitting down and planning something out to do with the game that's what we're talking about, right? Is that what design is? Oh, <laughs> oh that's that's a whole topic in itself. What is games design? <laughs> I, I, I'm stroking my beard for non-existence. You know beard. No, I'm, I'm, I've got, I've got, I'm getting this. <laughs> just for yeah, just in case, just to finish off the show, we'll just talk about Grant's uh, mutton chops. They're looking pretty uh, prodigious at the moment. Yeah, it's obviously unshaved. But yeah, anyway. okay, cool. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we should have stopped 10 minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't <laughs> okay. yeah, we will have updates of tomorrow's awesome awesome role playing session 
I'm sure it will be, we're, we're playing our campaign of, well, I started playing in this campaign when I was 18 years old, <laughs> so it is at least three years old. <laughs> okay, so I'm 13. Actually, actually, 13 years old. Yes. <laughs> 15. <laughs> 15 so, yeah. year campaign. Oh, yeah. That's what we're going to say. We're going to say next episode, hopefully, we're going to be talking to Matt, who yeah. is our GM on that game. Uh, and he is a, a, a massive games designer, even though he doesn't really know it, because he basically uses Rollmaster system. For this game, he used the role master system. Wow. He's taken all the options of role master, picked the ones he wants, yeah. um, made up his own, fiddle it all together. It's yeah. unrecognizable as role master basically now. He's putting yeah. things from all over the place, yeah. designed his own set. The setting is enormous. Yeah. Um, and could, we keep trying to persuade him to actually write up the setting as a publish as a scenario to, yeah. to publish because it would be an actually great setting to put. A game yeah. in for anyone. Um, uh, and it's deep enough, it's got enough it's enough characters, enough places. The maps he's drawn are mental. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, even even our campaign alone has lots of lots yeah. of material in it. So uh, yeah, we'll be speaking to him about how he How he put it together. How he put the the campaign setting together. Yeah. How he uh, designed the system and picked mm. the bits that he wants and, and the reason for that. Yeah. And uh, how he's make it, made it so darn... How, how much... So how much he, fun he, for how us. How he persuaded us to keep playing this fucking thing for 15 years. No much persuasion involved. It's just that, it's that much fun yeah, for me, exactly. certainly. Yeah, we just uh, kept going. Yeah, because yeah, we wanted to. Um, so, um, is that... Cool. Uh, that's I, think, it. I think we're out. Yeah, cheers. Thanks Goodbye. for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.